Welcome to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com. Good morning, Memphis. Welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Our general topic is finding the home you love with perfect financing that fits. Subscribe to get our weekly blog post with podcast, and you can do that at jogarner.com. How did you find the home that you love? Call us while we're live today, February the 16th, 2019. We want to hear your story. And on this Valentine's weekend, our topic is ways that you can find the home you love and really fast. I will be sharing with you some ways that you can get it right the first time when it comes to finding the perfect fit on your home loan financing. Sitting in our co-host chair today, we have the gold standard in real estate. She's got many awards and real estate designations out beside her name, including Real Estate Associate of the Year from Memphis Area Association of Realtors, Pat Goldstein, Realtor with Cryolite Realtors in West Tennessee and North Mississippi. Pat, you have a track record for being able to find a needle in a haystack when it comes to finding the home you love and being able to find it really fast. Pat Goldstein, take a minute or so and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do for your clients. Hi, Joe. I'm so excited to be here on your show this morning, especially the Valentine's show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so much fun. Love is still in the air, even though Valentine was a few days ago. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I really do love what I do. I love helping people find homes. I love helping people sell a home when they're ready to go. So it's it's a real pleasure for me to talk about loving the home you're in. <laughs> when When I have a client who's looking for a home, and they especially need something fast, there's some steps that I take to try to make it faster and find them just exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. It's not always possible because these days there's not a lot of inventory, so there's not a lot to choose from. Mm -hmm. But it's still important to get into what you want, and that's, that's something that I strive for. Well, I know that uh, I've had clients before that have heard you on the radio and they've called me and they said, Joe, you know, you've got me inspired, but I've already thrown in the towel. I've looked for a year or I've spent all this time, a lot of time and gasoline and effort going to look at this house and that house. And I'm just figured out I'll never find what I really want. And I said, don't give up just yet. Try one more <laughs> time and try with this lady. And True to form, I mean, you have been able to find that needle in the haystack for them over and over again. You've done this with clients that we've gotten when, you know, we've been on the radio together. So kudos to you for that, Pat Colston. Thank you, Joe. And, you know, thank you to all the realtors and lenders out there who do that, who really put everything into what you do. We we just want to say thank you to all of you out there who love what you do and who do it well. Uh, you know, Someone asked me one time, Pat, he said, uh, I bet you know a lot about the mortgage business, Joe. <laughs> and, I, and this is what I told him. I said, you know, I've been, in the I've been a mortgage loan officer for over 25 years, and I learn something new every day. And what I should have told him is that so much of what I learn in the mortgage business every day is I've learned it from my mortgage customers. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, every story is different, right? 
Well, at some time in your life, you may have been in a situation that you could describe as having champagne taste on a beer budget. Well, (laughs) I know I've been there myself. Here's a quick story of one of my very clever mortgage clients from a while back who knew what she wanted and where she wanted to live. She knew what she wanted her house to look like inside and out. She used her ingenuity to figure out how to buy that house that she could afford on her budget and because it wasn't everything she wanted on the budget, but eventually upgrade and improve that house that she bought to be the castle that she had originally envisioned in her heart. Her name is Linda Layton. That's not her real name, but we'll call her that. She reached out to me via email. She was a first-time homebuyer. She had big dreams with a limited amount that she could pay for a house note. Kudos to Linda, though, for taking a full inventory of what her real income was coming in each month and how much of her hard-earned money was marching out of the bank account each month to pay her bills. She knew her own comfort level on what she could pay down and how much she could comfortably pay per month. So kudos for that. She told me, I can't can't pay any more than 1200 a month and no more than 5000 down. That was her limit. Linda also knew all the things that she wanted for her home. She knew the general area where she wanted to live, and she knew all the built-in gadgets and the bonus room over the garage that she was going to use for a workshop. And she knew, you know, more, everything she wanted to know about this house that she could do to call it truly home. But the home she wanted would tie her down with a monthly payment of over 1500 a month. That included, you know, like taxes and insurance and everything. It was over $300 past her budget. The down payment plus some other costs was going to strap her for 7000 to 10000 because of the size of the house, the price of the house. And, uh, of course, it, that would depend on how much the seller would be willing to pay for. But she would be dipping into her emergency funds and paying almost double what she was comfortable paying. And I remember Linda's voice wavered a little bit when I was showing her the numbers. And the enthusiasm was just dying off to a resigned sigh, like someone giving up after almost winning a race. She really wanted her own home, and she wanted it to be all she dreamed. She and I talked a little bit more, though. I shared my personal story with Linda, and uh, I, sh- I shared it because, with the, and I've learned some some of these things from my mortgage clients, like I said, on how to buy a home that needed some upgrades and some cleanup. Well, my first home needed a lot of upgrades and cleanup, but I started right away gradually adding things to my first house, like replacing an old sliding door, patio door, with beautiful French doors on sale. and I built a pantry that I wanted in an empty corner of my kitchen. This was over time, you know, after I bought the house. And over the years, living in my first home, I I, um, scraped up the linoleum, and I added ceramic tile to the kitchen and the bathrooms, and then I added some amenities to my front garden area. I added some to the garage and more. Well, I confess to my client, Linda Layton, that it was fun each time I was able to do that extra improvement. And it really was a celebration when uh, one day I sold that house and made a really nice profit so I could continue, you know, leveraging up on the quality of my personal home, which now, you know, feels like my castle. But Linda was 
hanging up to call her realtor, (laughs) and our conversation had already sparked some of her own ideas on how that she was going to be able to buy that lower-priced home in the area where she wanted to live, but she already had some ideas. She said, on that house, I know what I can do. I know I I can... finish out that bonus room upstairs over the garage. I can do this and that. And But you know, Pat Goldstein, I know when we come back from break, you're going to be sharing some stories of people who figured out the secret on how to find the home they loved and find it fast. So take a couple of minutes and uh, just share some of your best tips that maybe one may, one or two tips that you share for your home buyers. And if we have time, share a couple of your biggest, most common tips that you share for home sellers. I'll be happy to. One of the things, Joe, is I ask a lot of questions. I'm, I ask them to give me exactly what they have to have, the non-negotiable items that they will not buy a home without those things or with those things. Sometimes it's something the house has that they don't want. But if they give me that and then give me the add-ons that they would like to have, we can search for the absolute must-haves. And if they've got the extras, then that's just a big bonus. But that way, sometimes you can find exactly what you need, where you want it, at the price you want even if what you really want isn't there in your price range. Mm-hmm. So it's important to me to find out what you've got to have. Another thing is location. Sometimes people give me this little teeny location, and they want a house within that very small <laughs> parameter uh-huh. on the map. But um, sometimes if they look at it, they would be really happy in a very similar area and expand it some so you can find the house that's in the right price range even though it's not in the little tiny area that they thought they wanted Mm -hmm. and they've been really happy there and then as they move up they might be able to move into that little enclave so those are a couple of things but just searching for what they really want and asking them to give me the list helps helps to narrow and it prioritizing down. the list mm-hmm. yes and you know you have sellers too that in order to find the house that they really love they're going to need to sell their their current home to get into the next house that's going to be their castle and what advice would you have for a seller selling their home i know you got a lot of tips but what's what's one that comes to mind first well price it right don't try to overprice it looking for a for somebody to make offers because you're not going to get as much as you could if you priced it right the first time. Because when people see something that's priced a little high, they come down even lower thinking they're going to get a deal. Right, right. The other thing is make it look as pretty as possible. Lipstick makes a difference. (laughs) You go out without makeup and you go out with makeup, you can tell which one really cares about the way they look. And people will look at a house that looks pretty and say, this person is taking care of the house. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it needs the lipstick, they'll think, oh, there might be some hidden maintenance issues. Very good. Very good advice. Pat Goldstein with Cry Like. How do we contact you, Pat? 901-606-2000. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, 
Let's do it today. You can connect with me, and I, I hope you do, at jogarner.com. Email me at jo at jogarner.com, 901-482-0354. When we come back, Pat Goldstein of Cry Like Realtors will be sharing some ways for you to find the house you love really fast. If you have a story of how you found your house that you really love, or maybe if you're a lender or a realtor, you have a great story you want to share. Give us a call while we're live today, February 16th, 2019, 901-535-9732. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Clint Cooper with the Redeemers Group in Germantown, Tennessee, and you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. Right. You're going to make this place your home today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. We are talking about finding the home you love with perfect financing that fits. I'm Joe Garner, your host. You can also find me hanging around Evolve Bank and Trust here in the Memphis area, even though I can work with you anywhere in the country you want to work. In the co-host chair, we have Pat Goldstein of Cry Like Realtors and Pat Goldstein has been in the business a very long time, and she knows a few tricks when it comes to buying real estate and selling it. Pat, what's your phone number? 901-606-2000. All right. We're going to take a moment right now. We're going to play a little game that we like to play almost every week. And it's called the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. And our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is brought to you by notable Memphis historian Jimmy Ogle. Jimmy Ogle offers free historic walking tours downtown in the spring and fall. For information about Jimmy, go to jimmyogle.com. The Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is sponsored by John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape, 901-754-7474. The Lawhons can help you plan your landscaping if you have a really big project or maybe just a smaller project or you want to do the big one in phases. The Lawhons are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And if you know the answer to our trivia question, call us today while we're live, 901-535-9732. Our trivia question is, I have been making Memphis sweet for over 100 years. Who am I? And Pat, what's some of our other hints? I opened my doors in downtown Memphis in 1902. I am in my fifth generation of a family making us all sweeter. I have supplied Elvis. One of the the Super Bowls. (laughs) I believe that's Super Bowl 40. Uh, The Kentucky Derby, the Breeders' Cup, and the NBA Finals. Wow, that's a lot of things. And finally, I was voted to have the best fudge in America in 2014 by People Magazine. Wow, and that's a Memphis company. So who am I? If you know the answer, give us a call at 901-535-9732. And, you know, while we're waiting on our our trivia winner, and I know we will have a winner. Pat, I want to go back and talk to you about, you know, today since we're talking about finding the home you love with perfect financing that fits, 
talk about some tactics that you have used with buyers when there are multiple competitors bidding on the same house. How have you helped your clients win? That has been the standard of practice for the last couple of years. So many homes are going with multiple offers because there's not enough inventory on the market right now. One of the most important things is figure out how much you can afford to go. If You're not going to make a low offer because you're obviously not going to get it. I had one with 11 offers, and mine was the 11th to go in, and my clients got it. They they made the highest offer they felt comfortable making. They actually would have gone higher, but I advised them not to. I didn't think it would appraise. Right. And as it turned out, another person did make a much higher offer, but the other agent, the listing agent, decided that it wouldn't appraise for that, and they'd be better off taking the one that we made. I did a lot of research. I figured out what I thought would be the best-selling price. Mm-hmm. The buyers went with it, and they got the house, and they're thrilled. Oh, you know, that's such a happy moment. And I know I've told this on the air before, but, um, you know, I had a client, and I don't know if it was your client or not, Pat, but um, we had a, I had a client. She was a, a recently divorced. She had children, and she just could not pay, you know, over the price. She could not pay but a certain amount for a house, and there were multiple bids on it. They accepted our offer. They accepted her offer. We got to closing. She was so happy, and it's rare that the seller is actually sitting at the closing table these days with the buyer. But in this case, the guy was sitting there, you know, that was selling the house, and he was leaving town, moving out and all that. And um, he um, he said, you know what? He looked over the table at my client, and he said, you know what? I just have to tell you, your offer was not the highest offer. But he said, my wife and I... We wanted to move. We had to move. We had to make sure this house closed. And he said, we weren't looking for the highest offer. We were looking for the surest offer. And I had given them <clears throat> assurances that um, we had reviewed the income and reviewed the assets, that everything was still subject to the final underwriter, you know, looking at it, but that we had reviewed credit on all three credit bureaus. And, um, you know, at that point, the software had given her a, a prove eligible. And, you know, we communicated and so he said this was a sure thing and we took it. So who knows if you're out there making an offer on a house and you know or you know somebody who is sometimes the highest offer is not the best offer. You need to make sure that you have you know what that seller truly wants and in this case that seller truly wanted to be able to sell his house on time and move. You just need to remember when you're in multiple offers, it's a contest, it's like a race, whoever wins the race wins the house and it's not always the fastest but maybe the one with the most determination (laughs) i love it well you know we'd also talked about the the letter writing thing talk about that well whether or not there are multiple offers when you're doing a real estate transaction the sellers get an offer and all they see is what's on paper on a standardized form there may be some things on there that aren't standard but the form is standard Any offer they get is going to be on that form. They want something that tells them a little bit more about the buyer. And, of course, the letter from the lender helps, but also a personal letter. And when the buyer writes a personal letter letting them know what they like about the house, how they intend to use the house, maybe to homeschool their kids or to have the parties with their families, whatever, it personalizes it, and it makes the buyer a person 
of interest rather than a name on a piece of paper. That's a good point, Pat. We, we're we going to take a moment and we're going to take a call here from Jim. I understand, Jim, that you know the answer to the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. I certainly did. What is it? Vinstel's <laughs> candy. How did you know Woo-hoo! the answer? <laughs> I tell you, when, when you first said what you said, I couldn't think of any other place in Memphis other than <laughs> Boy, it's better. I, good chocolate. Yeah. My mom, every Christmas, makes it a point that we all get the cashew crunch. (laughs) She has good taste. Oh, man. It is amazing. Oh, uh, we have a lot to be proud of here in Memphis, uh... But yeah, Denstel's is a is a is an icon for chocolate here in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, I'm well, going to go out and get some of those cashews Jim's talking about. Oh my lord! Mm. What's good about it is is their shop is actually it takes me about two minutes from work to be there. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, I put on a little extra poundage. Is that why you chose the job? Because it was close to Denstel's. It was close to Denstel's. <laughs> I go to the one out there on uh, Pleasant View. Oh, my goodness. Well, Jim, Jim, thank you. I'm going to have to remember not to buy a house close to Denstel's, Jim. But congratulations for winning the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. Well, thank you much. Thank you. And uh, the Lawhans will get you your Visa card, $25 Visa card, <laughs> in the mail. And um, so maybe, maybe it should be a Denstel's card. <laughs> hey, that's, that's probably where I'll spend it, right there at Denstel's. <laughs> We've loved having you on the show, Jim. And uh, thank you Thanks. so much. Thank you for listening. And uh, we're getting ready to go to break here in a minute, Pat. But uh, just want to ask people and just tell you if you have a short story you want to tell about how you found your the house that you love or found the financing that perfectly fit you give us a call while we're on the air today at 901-535-9732 even if you're a lender or a realtor and you have a story that you think would inspire or educate us on uh, what you've seen happen and how people have found the house they love give us a call we want to hear your story And we're getting ready to go to break. We're going to go to Fox News. When we come back, I'm going to be sharing another story of another family who were, they were very clever in how they were able to uh, get their house. They had, um, they had both, these were older, uh, those older couple, they had both lost their spouses to cancer and had lived alone in their own homes for uh, many years, and so then when they got married, they wanted to have a new start, a new home, and then it was the conundrum on, we don't want to have to sell our individual houses before we buy this new house, so we're going to share their story and how they cleverly got to where they wanted to be. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. I would love to be your lender for life. Pat Goldstein's in the co-host chair with Cry Like, and we would love to have you. So give us a call, 901-535-9732. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Bernice Ross, real estate author, coach, and speaker from Austin, Texas. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. Hills with the whippoorwinds, oh, oh, with the fireflies blinking and the night stars waking, oh, oh, honeysuckle, honey, muscadine, wine, oh, oh, 
You know, nobody describes home like Dolly Parton. (laughs) You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. In our co-host chair, we have Pat Goldstein of Cry Like, and uh, she works in the West Tennessee, North Mississippi area. Pat, what's your phone number? 901-606-2000. You know, we're talking about finding the home you love, and... um, wanted to go into some some information about how to find the financing that fits. Well, Joe, how can somebody know what financing truly fits? Well, you know what? You really need to find out how much you really make on income and what you really spend on your obligations. I can just about tell you right now, if I ask you right now, what is your income? And then I ask you, what do you spend every month? You would tell me what you think, and then when you go back to um, when you go back to actually look and see on your bank statements and on your credit card statements what you actually make and what you actually spend, you're going to be shocked that it's you spend a lot more than you think, and you make a lot less than you think on net. But here's what I would suggest: that you um, people don't like to talk about budget, so go ahead and get you some really good tunes lined up and you know ready to to play and get you a stop you know like your timer set a timer for like an hour or maybe two hours or if you can't even do that 45 minutes is better than nothing get your uh, bank statements in front of you and your credit card statements in front of you and then hit the tunes hit the timer and go look on your bank statements if you only get through three to six months you will find out how much income is actually going into your bank account this may be online it may be paper statements look at your credit card statements look at the things that actually go out and see how much you're actually spending uh in 45 minutes, maybe an hour or two hours, you're going to know a whole lot more than you knew before you did this. Remember those debts, though, that you have to pay every, you know, every year, like your car insurance, your car tags, uh, club memberships, things like that. Then ask yourself, what can I do without? What can I cut out of my spending? What can I replace it with that is a lot less? Now you're in a position to answer the question, what can I truly comfortably afford on a house payment? What can I truly comfortably afford on a down payment? Then tell your lender, this is my comfort level. I don't care what the software says, but this is what my comfort level is. All right, so now we are at the place where we can move forward. Now, most of your gurus out there and the the authors and these uh, radio show hosts, not necessarily me, but they'll tell you that your house payment, including your taxes, your insurance, your association fees, mortgage insurance, and all of that together per month, really, ideally, you want to try to keep them under 28% of your gross income. Now, um, of course, the software allow you, the mortgage software approval systems will probably allow you to go a lot higher in some cases, but remember your comfort level. For total debt, that includes your car loans, your minimum payments on credit cards, your house, your new house note that you're going to have, and all of that stuff, student loans. Those, uh, all of those together, they say you, typically you need to stay between 38 
uh, no more than 38 to 41 or 42 percent of your gross income. And uh, those are just just standards. Now, how do you know what loan fits a certain person? Well, I have what's called a get it right the first time mortgage checklist. And there's, there's several questions that I ask my clients to try to determine which loan program is going to be perfect for them. Because I can tell you this, it's not a one size fits all. And if you don't take the extra time, sometimes you leave tens of thousands of dollars on the table because you didn't get exactly the right the right product. And we want to get you into a perfect fit. Uh, one of the questions I ask is, of course, what is the maximum house payment? What's the maximum down payment that fits your comfort level? Because that's where we're going to start. Mortgage underwriting, as I said, will actually uh, allow you to go a lot higher on that. So uh, what is it that you're comfortable doing? All right, so then here's some other questions. Are you planning to retire? When are you planning on retiring? Are you planning on getting married? When do you plan on getting married? Do you plan on expanding your family? Do you plan on taking an aging family member into your home? How much do you estimate your living expenses are going to go up? Will your income likely increase? These are the types of questions that we'll ask. And what about starting your career? Are you getting ready to start a new career? Where do you want to live? Uh, Do you own a house with a lot of equity that you plan on selling within less than a year of buying the new house? Or do you plan on making a very large prepayment to your principal balance on your new loan once you sell your old home? You know, you might try doing a bridge loan so that you can enjoy the benefits of a much lower payment on your new home without having to sell your old home right away. And if you decide to close on your new home first and then later sell your old home, here's an example of how that can work for you. I want to share a story with you about Edward and Elisa Eldridge, not their real names. They had both both lost their former spouses to cancer several years ago. Edward had lived alone in the same house for over 20 years. He almost had the house paid off. Elisa had continued to live alone in her home for over 10 years. She also almost had her house paid off. Both Edward and Elisa thought that finding love again would be a one one in a million chance. They had no idea they were going to meet each other. Well, when I came in contact with Edward and Elisa, they shared their serendipitous story of how they met and how they fell in love. And they got married and they, they wanted to start a new life but they wanted to start it in a brand new home. They didn't want to have to sell their individual homes, though, before moving into their new home. It was just going to be too massive. Elisa said, you know, it's like getting the cart before the horse. Once I sell my house and Edward sells his, we want to use our profit to uh, pay at least 50% or more down a new home because we want to enjoy a really low house note after we retire. But where do we get the money to make that big down payment on the new home if we haven't sold our old houses yet? Well, there are a number of ways that Edward and Elisa could uh, get their funds to pay down on the new house. One way is to talk with their lender about getting an equity line of credit secured on their current homes because they each lived in their own home. Since there was more than a hundred thousand equity in Edward's old house and over a hundred thousand equity in Elisa's too, that was going to give them a little over two hundred thousand that they wanted to pay down on their new house, and it was going to be over fifty percent down payment. One day, 
when they were ready to sell their other homes, you know, later down the road, they could pay off the mortgage and credit lines on their current home, on that equity line we got them on, on their current homes. They could pay all that off, and then they'd just have this low balance, low payment on the new home. It's kind of like a two-step or a three-step process to get them where they wanted. Now, a second way for the elder just to get funds to pay that big down payment on the new home they wanted uh, would be to pay a small amount down on the new home. And then at some point when they sold their other homes, they could make the large down payment and ask the lender instead of they could either refinance that mortgage to a smaller balance and a smaller payment or they could ask the lender to recast it. Because um, if you pay a prepayment on your balances down over 20% of the whatever's owed on it, you can ask this, the lender to recast it and pretend that you put all that money down in the beginning and they'll just reamortize the loan on the lower payment and keep the term the same. Or you could pay all that money down and just shorten the term and keep your payment the same. Um, uh, but if you recast it, you can uh, keep the payment, get the payment lower is what I'm trying to say. So recast is not guaranteed, uh, but you have options. So if you are in that situation that Edward and Elisa were in, where you, you've got a house to sell with a lot of equity, but you don't want to have to sell it before you buy the new one, let's talk. Because there are multiple options for you to do that. And if you want to get a copy of the Get It Right the First Time Mortgage Checklist, just give me a call at 901-482-0354, and I am happy to send this to you. I'll just email it to you, and you'll have it there to ask the questions. And, of course, I want to be on your journey, so give me a call, 901-482-0354. Make your plan. Let's work your plan. And if the deal works for you today, Let's do it today. I'm Joe Garner, your host, Mortgage Loan Officer, and I would love to connect with you at jogarner.com. I'd love to talk with you, find out what you want to accomplish with your mortgage. We will see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Brandon Thompson with Home Team Inspection Service. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. This is Joe Garner with uh, Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am your host, a mortgage loan officer. I would love to be yours. You can reach me at jogarner.com. You can also find me hanging around Evolve Bank and Trust. Give me a call. I would love to hear your story and hear what you would like to accomplish with your mortgage, 901-482-0354. In the co-host chair, we have Pat Goldstein with Cry Like. And her number is 901-606-2000. At this time in our show, we want to take a moment. We want to do the real estate tip of the week. And I believe, Pat, you have the real estate tip of the week. Tip of the week. The thing is, be ready. When you start home shopping, be ready. Know what you want, or at least have a good idea of it. And then find a really good agent, like me. Find a really good lender like Joe and go for it. Well, and 
be very specific in the things that you want to achieve from buying your home, from getting your mortgage and, you know, make a list and prioritize what's the most important thing for you down to what is things that you, well, you know, maybe you could do without, or maybe you could later make improvements to the home or add later to get that. So figure out what you got to have today, what you can obtain gradually over time tomorrow And uh, now I'm going to take a moment and do some announcements, and then we're going to come back to Pat, and Pat's going to have some other tips that she can offer us, maybe even a story, maybe a story of one of your clients that we can learn from what they do. But our announcements today, Talk Shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate are in business. Talk Shop meets every Wednesday, 9 to 10 a.m. over at Pino's Pallet, 8225 Dexter Road in Cordova. This Wednesday, February 20th, 2019, Talk Shop presents How to Improve Your Credit for a Better Life and a Better Loan. And uh, I'm going to be presenting that. I haven't presented over at Talk Shop in a couple of years, so y'all got to come out. And and I would love to have you guys there with us. I'm going to be sharing with you some of my observations from the mortgage desk on some things that you can do to make a positive difference when it comes time to borrow money. Talk shop events are free thanks to advertisers like Gina Davis. You can find her at findvendorbooths.com. You can contact Gina Davis on how to market your business at trade shows and other vendor booth venues. Thank you to Nita Black of 901elearn.com for making free education and networking available to our business community. Nita can show you how to monetize your online presence using learning modules. You can find Nita at 901elearn.com. Hope you enjoyed your Valentine's Day this week, and we're going to have a long weekend for a lot of people, President's Day on Monday, so happy Valentine's, happy President's Day. You can subscribe to get our weekly blog post and our podcast conveniently right in your inbox. You can do that at jogarner.com. Real Estate Mortgage Shop reminds you to make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do it today. And Pat, um, coming back to you, you know, we were talking about how to find the home you love with perfect financing that fits can you think of a good client story without identifying your client, of course, on uh, that have been able to success- successfully do that? Yes, I can. I, I had a couple who were looking for a house in High Point. They only wanted to live in High Point Terrace. That was their dream. The only problem is their budget just didn't work that way. <laughs> so <laughs> we looked and looked in High Point, never could find anything that that didn't need a ton and a half of work, more than they could afford to do, that was in their budget. So I asked them to be open. Well, they ended up finding a house that they really loved in Colonial Acres, kind of a similar area, even though it's not as expensive. And they found that home. They planned to live in that home until they got to the place in their careers where they could afford to move into High Point. By that time, they may or may not still want to be there. But be open, be available to different ideas, and know that one day you may get to the exact thing that you want, but for now, find something that works. Find something that works. And, you know, sometimes you're told by friends or family members that, well, you can't do that, you can't do that. Don't listen to the naysayers. 
I've had people say, well, Joe, I, I want to buy a house, but I'm afraid if I buy a house and my income changes, I'm not going to be able to afford to live there. And then I'd have to move. And how am I going to sell my house? You know, all this negative stuff. You know what? What if you bought that house on a fixed rate loan, 30 year loan, and while everybody else's house is, uh, while everybody else that's renting around you, their payments are going up and up and up. What if you're getting to travel, you're getting to do a lot of things in your life you never thought you were able to do because your payment is, your principal and interest payment is fixed and you're building wealth and equity as your house goes up in value. What if you got to think about the positives and don't listen to the naysayers? You know, I've got a quote from the quote corner on our Valentine show weekend today. For Valentine's weekend, this, is, this comes from Hey Miss Awesome. It <laughs> says, one day your prince will come. Mine just took a wrong turn, got lost, and is too stubborn to ask for directions. <laughs> I think that's my story, Pat. I'm going to stick to it on that. But we've loved hanging out with you on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. We'd love to know what you would like to hear, what topics you'd like to hear on our show. You can give me a call at 901-482-0354. Next Saturday, we've got Brandon Thompson with Home Team Inspections. He's going to be giving us some heads up, some inside information on uh, inspecting your home, things that really are going to count if you're selling or if you are buying. Because when you buy a house, you might not be able to see behind the walls. You may not be able to see some of the things that Brandon can check for you and a very large expense after you buy can be kind of a downer when you buy a house so know ahead of time what needs to be repaired it almost it it can almost um really help you actually i've seen it help people negotiate for uh, the right price if they know those things are going to be coming up in the future but we've loved hanging out with you on real estate mortgage shop i'm joe garner your host mortgage loan officer contact me 901-482-0354 Pat, how do we contact you? 901-606-2000. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys, and we'll see you guys back next week. you for listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer you solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com.